We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen, and I'm right about the 49ers over at NinersWire.camp. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He, he covers, joining me now is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers <laughs> for the Sacramento Bee. And we're going to talk about the 49ers loss to the Cardinals. Chris, let's get into it. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. the intro tight because I know both of us probably have a lot to say and I'm sure people listening all have opinions and thoughts as well you can tweet those at us but the 49ers lost to the Cardinals 17 to 10 down in Arizona Trey Lance's NFL debut and I guess Chris where we'll start is what did you think of Trey Lance was it better than you expected? Was it about what you expected? Was it worse than you expected? What What was your general takeaway just from the quarterback play? And we'll zoom out and get to the rest of this game after that. It's about what I expected in that there were some highs and there were some lows. Um, obviously, starting out the game with an interception, airmailing Travis Benjamin, not ideal, but we've seen Trey Lance miss high a lot. That's typically where he misses is high. I thought, you know, this is, I mean, I have a lot of Kyle Shanahan thoughts um, that, that we can talk about, but overall, do you like want to start, do you want to start with the head coach? No, let's, let's talk about Trey and, and move into the head coach. Uh, ultimately I'm coming away from, from this game thinking that Trey Lance wasn't done many favors and that's not to be like an apologist or anything. Cause I, I don't think Trey Lance played particularly well. He played well enough against a pretty good defense to keep the 49ers in the game only because the Niners defense was playing lights out uh, for most of it. And so, you know, I I thought that he was predictably erratic. I thought um, he made some plays, you know, when he when he needed to at times and like that drop that Mohamed Sanu had on on third and 11 um, in the second half was big. 
Um, the holding yeah. penalties were really problematic, and and I was kind of impressed that the 49ers were still able to um, go down and, and score after uh, the, that Debo Samuel touchdown drive included a couple of holding penalties in a row. A lot um, of first and 20s. A lot of first and 20s. and But you were able to see, like, the good, right? Like, when when right. teams blitz and Trey Lance can escape the pocket and just run up field, like, that's like an easy 8 to 12 yards a lot of the time, right? It's it's positive yards on plays that are very generally a lot of negative yards. Yeah. So, like, I think there's there's a lot to, to like, I haven't rewatched the game yet, which I'll do on uh, tomorrow on, on Monday. Um, but I, I think it, it was kind of what I expected. Like he wasn't going to, he wasn't just going to come in and throw five touchdown passes. Right. Right. But I, I thought the Niners issues revolved around, I, I mean, the game plan, the game plan was weird in that. And I guess, I mean, what would you think of Trey Lance? I want to hear your thoughts before we start to get into all the uh, other factors, including the head coach. It was, I, this is kind of what you said, but it was what I expected in that I compared it to when I was thinking about this earlier. And I want your thoughts on this analogy because I, I think it's a sound one. It's like when, and if you don't golf, don't tune out because it, it's going to work. I promise. Golf, when you guys. first start, when you first start playing golf, it's less about your score the first time you play. And more just how many good shots do you have? The mm-hmm. first time I went out, the first several times I went out and played on a course, I didn't keep track of my score. I wrote down good shot on, you know, good chip on from this distance, you know, tracking the good shots. And eventually over time, as you play more, the list of good shots grows and the list of bad shots shrinks. And that's where I wanted to see where Trey Lance was in his first, his first start. How big was the list of good plays? How big was the list of bad plays? Yeah. And I think there were more, there was probably more bad than good today, but the, the ceiling is very apparent. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh my God, this guy is a disaster. There were hiccups and rookie mistakes and mistakes born from the inexperience that we knew he had. But the, like you said, the ceiling is so very visible and that's without George Kittle in the game and with Lance as inexperienced as he is. So I wouldn't say it's not like, Oh wow. The Niners have a top 10 quarterback already. And if he starts the rest of their games, I'm not going to put it in Sharpie that they're going to make the playoffs, but he is the, the, the pieces are there for him to be a really, really good player. And I think that's what you wanted. Like there was a, there was a list of good plays today. And now the goal is next time he plays, whenever that may be to have that list of good plays be longer. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I I think ultimately I think Lance's issues have to do with just not playing. Right. I, I think he needs experience. I think he needs reps. And frankly, like spinning it forward a little bit, I don't know that we've seen much from Jimmy Garoppolo over the last few weeks to be like, no, we got to play Garoppolo. Right. And the last two games that Jimmy Garoppolo has been healthy throughout, 
uh, Philadelphia and Green Bay. The Niners averaged four and a half yards per play against Philly and I believe 4.6 against Green Bay. Um, they averaged 5.7 today, which is basically a 20% difference, right? Mm-hmm. So just in pure yardage from that standpoint, it is a more productive offense. The passing game is not as precise. Um, Trey Lance is not going through his progressions the same level as Jimmy Garoppolo does. I'd imagine the playbook from a passing game perspective is curtailed pretty significantly with Trey Lance in there, and you're probably not running the same complex route concepts. Um, and But you make up for that with Trey Lance's ability to escape the pocket and make people miss and make plays with his legs and extend plays. And those are all things that we see win in the NFL with regularity. Like if you're a pocket quarterback, you basically have to be Tom Brady or else you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen. And that's the defenses are too advanced. Defenses are too advanced now. Yeah. You you just need to be able to make plays. And, and so, you know, what we're going to talk about this a lot and, and, you know, before rewatching it, and knowing what Jimmy Garoppolo's health is, and this isn't going to surprise people who've been listening to the pod, but like I would continue starting Trey Lance. Right. Okay. So that's, that's kind of what I was going to ask you because you've been very staunch since the beginning that if Kyle Shanahan called you and asked your advice, you would recommend to start Trey Lance. Yeah. Nothing happened today that would move you off of that. If their goal, if their stated goal is to win the Super Bowl this year, yeah, I, I still think Trey Lance gives you a better shot under the assumption. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna be a roller coaster with the rookie quarterback, right? It always is. But it's also a roller coaster with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? And like, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you trust Jimmy a little bit more because he does have more experience, but it's it's not like this is an offense coming into the game that you really think about as like, wow, the 49ers are rolling right now. If you take away it's a 16th ranked offense in terms of yardage. If you take away the Lions game and you just look at Jimmy Garoppolo against the Eagles, the Packers, and the first half against the Seahawks, yeah. the 49ers were averaging 4.8 yards per play. That would be 26th in the NFL. They were at 5.7 today with Trey Lance. Right. The offense, whether it operates better or more smoothly or whatever matters less than do they gain yards like yes or no they get they gain more yards now they left points on the board today and that's something i think we'll get into a little bit with kyle shanahan but they that game was winnable on the road against an undefeated nfc west opponent they were two plays going their way Away from winning that game, yeah, especially with the way that de- their defense was playing, and that's the other thing is if their defense is going to be as good as it was today, if they're going to consistently get performances like that, it makes it more frustrating if you're watching the 49ers if they're going to go back to an offense that's averaging less than five yards of play if they're going to get a defensive performance like the one they got today. Right. Yeah. I I think you can, 
you have a defense that's good enough to play opposite a rookie quarterback who's going to have splash plays and going to go through some lumps, right? Like it's not, mm-hmm. it, this isn't a team that you necessarily need the offense or at least based on what happened today, it didn't look like a team that needs the offense to carry the defense. And that hasn't always right. been the case, right? Like Aaron Rodgers came in and carved them up. But I think the 49ers right now are, I mean, they're two and three. So, and they've lost three straight to three NFC teams that should be in the playoff mix throughout the season. Yep. Um, so I just think the ceiling's higher and I, I, I'm under, you know, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty much stagnated. You're not getting significant improvement from him. He's dealing with an injury and we've seen how he plays when his right leg is injured and it's not particularly good. We're going to have a bye week. So maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy and maybe he will get better in the second half of the season if he maintains a starting job. But I just think that's risky. And given what we've seen from the 49ers offense to this point with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not convinced it's it's playoff caliber. I'm not convinced the 49ers can go, you know, can can go win road games in Seattle and against the Rams. And, um, you know, obviously they have they had their road game against Arizona today, but I, I just. I haven't been impressed to the point with Jimmy Garoppolo where it's like, yeah, you know, they could they they could afford to sit Trey Lance because the offense is really going to pick up steam and start rolling with Jimmy. Right. Like, I just don't see that happening right now based on what we've seen so far. So this is this is where I run into a little bit of a conundrum, because if we're going off what Kyle Shanahan said. He said that Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter. Until, I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter unless somebody shows that they give the 49ers a better chance to win. And watching Trey Lance today, I could see where that argument could be made. I don't know if it was a slam dunk, like obviously the offense is better with Trey Lance, but it's there. Like, there's no chance that Shanahan's going to go back and watch the film today and go, oh, we definitely win that game with number 10 under center. I don't don't think that's going to happen. Here's what's weird about it. The Niners went for it on fourth down today five times. And they they had gone for it on fourth down five times in their previous four games coming in combined. Including, I think, one time was the one time against Green Bay, Trey Lance was so. Have they gone for it yeah. four times with Jimmy Garoppolo and now six times with Trey Lance? So, like, Kyle Shanahan trusts Trey Lance more than Jimmy Garoppolo to go for it regularly on fourth down because we've seen a few instances where Shanahan's punted, like in short, in short, shorter fourth down situations with yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. And so it just seems like at least in those scenarios, those short yardage scenarios that Kyle Shanahan trusts Trey Lance more in those situations than he does Jimmy. And I get it. You're playing 11 just, on 11 football. What? So let, let's talk about Shanahan. quarterback power with Trey Lance. Let's talk about Shanahan because this is, yeah, let's, I, I think this is more of a, as much as it probably should be a Trey Lance conversation. I think the way the game went makes it more of a Kyle Shanahan conversation. Yeah, Trey Lance, Trey Lance did what I think if you had to bet on what Trey Lance was going to do today, it probably would have looked a lot like what happened. Yeah, 
like complete half pretty of his sporadic. passes about 200 yards and then run for a pretty good amount, right? Yeah, and threw a bad interception. Like, and th- yeah, and threw a bad interception. Um, I think, I, I just think it was a bad day for Kyle Shanahan. I I thought, you know, the I, I didn't have so much of a problem with like the play calling in the sequence down by the goal line because they did try to throw on third down. Looked like the Cardinals pass rush with J.J. Watt basically just made that impossible. They called another passing play on fourth and short. Trey Lance scrambles, doesn't get in. Um, you know, I'm I interested thought, to see if there was anybody open on that play. Yeah, we got to check the all 22. Um, got to that tape. <laughs> but I mean the the fourth the fourth and two from the Cardinals 34 uh the possession after that one. Trey Lance is in shotgun and empty. And then they just run it right up, you know, QB power quarterback power right at right guard behind Daniel Brunskill. And Mark Sanchez is calling out every single one of them. Yeah. But, you know, like... He's broadcasting. I remember seeing, you know, like the preseason. You the And I tweeted out the, the clip of the, the touchdown he scored against the Raiders. And look, I understand it's preseason. I understand the Raiders are probably running a different look. Completely different circumstances. But it was an example of what you could do with Trey Lance by having a running back next to him and having a receiver going in motion. And you have three different options that the defense has to account for on the play. And if you're watching that game and you see the 49ers the way they're lined up with Trey Lance in an empty set in shotgun, you know the Trey Lance is just running quarterback power. The Cardinals knew it. Everybody watching on TV knew it. Mark Sanchez knew it. Calls it out. And then it doesn't work. Right? And so... I think Kyle Shanahan correctly to this point has been lauded for the complexity of his running game, the way the eye candy mm-hmm. and, you know, Kyle Juszczyk was in motion on that play, whatever. But like part of what made Kyle Shanahan so successful was his willingness to be creative and running quarterback power and telling and basically telegraphing it, telling everybody in the world who's watching the game that it's coming on fourth and two. You know, it's like it's it's reductive, right? Like I, I you could have done there, you could have done any anything else there, and then later in the second half, when you have fourth and well over a yard, wait, like two yards, it was yeah, well over a yard to be in a position where Kyle Uzcheck is running a sneak, like come on. Like well, and that play works when Uzcheck's going hard in motion. And then stops, grabs a snap, and goes. Not when he ambles to the center, gets under center, and like barks out a signal first, and then takes the snap. Well, it works when you need two feet, not two yards. <laughs> sure, that too. It just <laughs> right? took like, forever. It took forever to develop. And these are all like, I get Trey Lance is a rookie, and there are some procedural things you're going to go through, but like these are all decisions that Kyle Shanahan is making. Yeah. And he's the the offense is his baby. He's calling the plays. And I just didn't I didn't think it was a particularly good game. Like I didn't it, there were there were a couple times where it was like play action one direction, put Trey Lance on the run, simplify his reads. Like there wasn't a whole lot of that today. And it, I I don't like I well, well I'll let you respond before I just keep ranting. 
It felt like, I just want to add a comment onto what you said. It felt like there were times today where going five wide on fourth and two with Trey Lance in the shotgun might work if the Cardinals have any inkling he's going to throw it. Yeah. You know, when he's in a more advanced version of this offense where he could possibly let it rip on a screen to Debo out of a, out of that set. But today, that can't be in the playbook because everybody knows what's coming from there. Yeah. And that's where I felt like Kyle Shanahan fell short today. Yeah. Go on. Or um, one of the areas he fell short today. I think Trey Lance. So, yeah, mo- moving on to a separate point. Like, I think Trey Lance is a good runner, right? Like, he's a he's a good runner for for being a quarterback he is an effective runner i don't think trey lance should be the focal point of your rushing attack in that trey lance is getting more carries than your running backs combined right trey lance got 16 carries um 89 yards and yeah a lot of so not a lot some some of them were scrambles he probably had what five scrambles there were yeah there were a few so, so the point stands like he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Lamar Jackson. And I think you, you, the best way to utilize Trey Lance's legs is to make him a part of the running game, not the running game. Yeah. Right. And especially like, with Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell and Trey Sermon helping. Yeah. Help you have him. Elijah Mitchell. You have Trey Sermon. This should be a team like you. I would have given Mitchell 10 carries and I would have given Sermon 10 carries today. Trey Sermon's coming off his best game as a pro and he gets one carry. Yeah, and I, I would have, you know, I would have utilized the zone read stuff a lot. I would have put their defensive line in conflict a lot, and I would have simplified the the way you block a lot because when you leave a guy on block, that allows you to double other guys, and you're still playing that 11-on-11 football that Kyle Shanahan loves. Just cramming Trey Lance on quarterback power, I just don't see that as a very effective use of Trey Lance over and over again behind a right side of your offensive line that can't block anybody, by the way. (laughs) Mike McGlinchey got his lunch taken 15 times today. Yeah. And they kept trying to do stuff to his side. J.J. Watt's better than Mike McGlinchey. He's a good player. It was Um, baffling. There were, it wasn't the game plan as a whole, but there were just too many moments today where it's like, hang on, pause. Like Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be the guy. Right. They brought in Trey Lance to be a better backup option than Nick Mullins and CJ Bethard. And yet they played it today. Like I get he's inexperienced. But the the game plan today just didn't or the there were aspects of today's game that almost look like I'm not saying that this is the case, but this is just how like how out of character it was for Kyle Shanahan to be this uncreative. Yeah. Like, because remember we heard, Oh, on the flight home from the Justin Fields pro day, he was drawing up running plays for Trey Lance. Was he drawing up quarterback power? And that's it. Just, <laughs> right. what, it's just drawing it up over and over. Like this is as creative as you've gotten through yeah. an entire off season and four weeks of regular season. Yeah. Like the, this is, this is, there was, I was expecting half a dozen times today to be like, oh, wow. Right. Like that, that, and that happened zero times. It was almost like, I'm not saying this is what happening. Please don't 
take this as me saying that this is, I'm not putting a conspiracy theory out. I'm not putting on my tinfoil hat. It looked like Kyle Shanahan called that game in such a way that after the game, he could go, well, Jimmy's still our starter. Like he didn't want, again, I don't think this is the case, but it looked like he didn't want Trey Lance to get, you know, oh, all these easy throws and, oh, this misdirection where he has, you know, 20 yards of, of nobody in front of him because that's what I was expecting today. And they just weren't there. Yeah. And maybe he's, maybe they see in practice that he is so far behind and we just don't see it. Maybe it's one of those things. But based on what we saw today, it's like there's no way that's the ceiling for this offense on this Sunday. There's no way. Yeah, that's as good as the offense can can be from a schematic standpoint. Yeah, I agree. 49ers football is finally back. It's in full swing. And maybe you want to get out to a game. Well, there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the Internet to find 49ers tickets anymore. That's right. Put the Google away. Put the Ask Jeeves away or whatever search engine you're using. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one that you will ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. See, what TickPick did, and it's brilliant, they got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge. You know where you find these super cheap tickets, but then all the service fees end up costing more than the actual ticket? Yeah, none of that with TickPick. It allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it, If you can find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So the 49ers are on the road in week five. They're off week six, but then check this out. Week seven at home, Sunday night football in the Bison Bowl, as Chris named it. Trey Lance against Carson Wentz is a very real possibility, and you're going to want to be in Levi Stadium for that. It's Sunday night football. It's going to be electric. I can't wait to be there. The atmosphere at Levi Stadium for night games, if you haven't experienced it yet, you need to because it's unbelievable. I know Chris will be there in the press box. I'll be there in the press box. And when it, when that stadium gets rocking, the press box shakes a little bit. And yeah, it's a little scary, but it's also awesome. So, so visit tickpick.com slash candlestick today and use the promo code candlestick to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. We'll see you at Levi Stadium. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Travis Benjamin thing was really weird. What was that? Travis Benjamin gets promoted from the practice squad on Saturday after not playing a down all season because he's on the practice squad. Um, and is suddenly like cutting into Brandon Ayuk's time. And like I, I j- get I get the stuff with Brandon Ayuk, like, but again I don't. Well, okay, but like I get Brandon Ayuk, the idea that Brandon Ayuk and Kyle Shanahan's mind has like not been playing up to expectations, but like Travis Benjamin, like that's that's the answer that's gonna like open things up. And as you mentioned in the group chat, like he was over three, Trey Lance was over three targeting Travis Benjamin, including the pick. And it's not to blame Travis Benjamin, but it's like when you see Brandon Ayuk make two really like pretty impressive that second catches, and 25 catch was insane. Yeah. He makes and the third down catch and throw were both great, right? The one along the left sideline. Unbelievable like, throw. Draped draped in coverage, really good catch, really good throw. Both of them. To see that and be like, all right, Travis Benjamin, like Brandon Ayuk's not slow. Like the the what Kyle Shanahan said after the game was you know, we wanted to get Travis's speed on the field. It's like Brandon Ayuk's pretty fast. <laughs> He's Brandon Ayuk's not slow. Like, why don't you why don't you like run some nine routes with Brandon Ayuk? What is he doing? <laughs> wanted to get Travis Benjamin's speed on the field? Yeah. What? It there I'm, are what? It doesn't make any sense. And so there was how many it was just a weird that, game. It was a dude, weird Kyle Shanahan game, a bad Kyle Shanahan now, game. Now I have an even larger bone to pick with Kyle Shanahan. He watched his offense do what it did the last three weeks. And he looked back at his film notes and he went, you know what this offense needs? Travis Benjamin. <laughs> A guy who had been happened? on the practice squad and opted out last year. Like, does he had a great week of practice though? Shanahan is it? Is it? Is that well? And is that what it is? He played a lot with Trey Lance in the preseason. He plays a lot with them on the scout team, and they have this awesome rapport. And he's going to be Trey Lance's safety blanket today. No George Kittle, no problem. <laughs> We've got T Ben. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know what the rationale is. It didn't work though. I don't think. It it like it's I, not hey, breaking news. It's not going to work if Travis Benjamin is your answer. And I guess yeah. that just speaks a little bit to the roster construction, right? Like like DeAndre Hopkins got basically whatever he wanted against Josh Norman today. And yeah. and you look at just kind of the Niners defensive backs and we've talked about it on this podcast and shortcomings of the defensive backfield. And then you have the same issue at wide receiver. It's just a, it's, it's like, okay, so Debo's great. He's at a, he's having a really good year. 
But like Brandon, Brandon Ayuk is their second best receiver. Yeah. I don't need to break down the all 22 to let you know he's their second most talented, maybe most talented receiver. Yeah. Like, why is Muhammad Sanu, what if Muhammad Sanu's dropping that third and 11? What's he doing on the field? I get, I know, I know that it's more than one play, and he had a really nice catch later in the game, but it's like the, Muhammad Sanu and Travis Benjamin, that's the go, like, that's the answer for this offense that wanted to go to a Super Bowl. Right. Like, in the preseason, it didn't make sense. And now watching it play out, it's like, oh, of course. Like, of right. course this team's going to struggle a little bit. They're way less talented depth-wise than every other top contender. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting because, I mean, Kyle Shanahan said it afterwards. Jimmy Garoppolo is still the starter. Nothing's changed. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported Sunday morning that no matter how Trey Lance played today, Jimmy Garoppolo was going to maintain the job. A report in which Kyle Shanahan refuted and basically said that Ian Rappaport was making that up. So Kyle Shanahan says nothing's changed. So basically in Kyle Shanahan's mind, Trey Lance didn't do anything to unseat Jimmy Garoppolo, but that spot was available to be had if you take what Kyle Shanahan said in his press conference for what it's worth versus what Rappaport reported. Meanwhile, on the broadcast, the broadcasters said that Kyle Shanahan told them that he would have preferred Trey Lance to have a redshirt season, which is pretty contrary to what Shanahan's told us or at least how he conveyed it throughout training camp when he said Trey Lance is going to play this year, potentially a lot, and talking about Taysom Hill and Drew Brees and all that stuff, think like right. indicating it's going to be a quarterback by committee situation. Like, that's not redshirting. You no. know? So did Trey Lance get worse? Has Trey Lance gotten worse since the season started? Because that would seem to be what Kyle Shanahan might be getting at here. And, and that would, would be incredibly problematic. Well, it's not, it wouldn't be surprising if Trey Lance got worse since training camp ended because he's not getting any reps at practice because he's the backup quarterback. Right. If Trey Lance is the starting quarterback, he's getting practice reps and a chance to practice. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Practice playing quarterback. And then, you know, so it's it's just a very, very odd situation right now. And given that you, they're two and three and given just something has to change, but I don't know what it's going to be. Like, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to come back from that injury in a couple weeks against the Colts and just like light it up and throw four touchdown passes and 300 yards and all that? Like, do you feel confident in that? No, because if you if you're Kyle Shanahan, of not. <laughs> yeah, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you don't feel confident that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come in and light it up and have one of those games where it's like the Niners won because of Jimmy Garoppolo's right arm. In my opinion, I just don't think that's worth the cost of of not letting Trey Lance get the practice reps and playing reps that he needs. So that's that's what this is about to me. The Niners aren't winning. I don't think I don't think the 49ers are gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Breaking. FYI. 
check. Let me pause that. Let me through five weeks. I haven't seen enough to tell me that the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Which now it goes back to okay. So let me rewind real quick. Going back to that report, I actually believe Shanahan here that that's fabricated because if Trey Lance had gone 28 for 30 for 350 yards and four touchdowns, and then he ran for another hundred yards and scored two touchdowns with his legs, guess what? He was going to start week seven. Yeah. So I don't think there was a no matter what, but I think this was the exact scenario that's referring to, but Kyle Shanahan said as much in his press conference on Friday, this is the backup quarterback starting because the starting quarterbacks hurt. Right. Like he very much laid that out and made it clear. I think for this exact scenario where Lance is just kind of like, yeah, like there were some ups and downs. It was good and bad, but he didn't, you know, like knock anyone's socks off. And so now Shanahan can just go back to Garoppolo. So that's what it comes down to now is not about, this isn't about for, for me looking at it through the 2021 lens, because if you're only looking at it through 2021, then it's like, okay, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl, so play your rookie. Let let him go play. Let him yeah. learn that when he climbs the pocket with 15 yards of nobody in front of him to take off rather than trying to fit a fit a throw in between three guys. Um, you know, let him let him learn, you know, how to not take a hit and you know, just see an NFL defense. But this comes down now, it's almost like Shanahan thinks that it's bad for Lance to play a lot. Like they're worried about his long-term development by him not playing. Well, also by him, I'm sorry. Let me hang on real quick. Yeah. He's going to learn to hurt his long-term development by him playing. And if that's the case, then why suit him up at all? If, if you think him playing is going to harm his development, it doesn't like none of this tracks to me. Yeah, it doesn't really track to me either, especially when it's like we don't want to harm Lance's future, but we also want to run him 12 times a game and expect him to take a bunch of hits and lower his shoulder on people. What's going to hurt Trey Lance's long-term development is Trey Lance getting hurt. Fair. You know, like I don't – the offensive line wasn't great today, um, but I don't think the offensive line is like bad to the point where you're worrying about – like you're worried about Trey Lance becoming no. David Carr. Right. You know. Now, here's one of the things I will say. I'm FYI, not a quarterback guru, but his release is super long. It's why he had four passes tipped to the line today. And that's something that can be worked on like that. But I, I think I brought this up on a previous podcast where I think one of their worries is that like those habits are just going to become ingrained to the point that they can't fix it. And when they get in games, you don't want him worrying about, you know, what his release looks like. Right. But even then, it's just, there are so many things that he's not going to learn unless he sees it. And I think you saw him get better as he played against the Seahawks. And I think you saw him got get better as he played today on Sunday. Right. Which, ergo, <laughs> the yeah, he's more gonna... he plays, the better he's gotten. And that's what Kyle Shanahan said. He literally said on Friday, the more he plays, the better he's going to get. So, okay. So, but so in Kyle Shanahan's mind, Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers a better chance to win games right now. 
So Kyle Shanahan thinks, again, in Kyle Shanahan's mind, Jimmy Garoppolo winning now, which is debatable, is worth keeping Trey Lance on the bench and potentially hindering his development in the short term. And also the long term, because like you're not, you know, basically if if Trey Lance, say Jimmy comes back uh, for the Colts game and and starts the entire rest of the season. You're not going to have a whole lot for Trey Lance to like grow from. Right, like a game and a half, basically, and whatever snaps he gets sprinkled in. Right. So next year is essentially going to be his rookie season. Whereas if you let Trey play a lot this year, then you're looking at next year actually being a year his second season. And quarterbacks generally take a pretty big leap between years one and two. Right. So so that's does Kyle Shanahan think the 49ers have a legitimate shot a legitimate enough shot at making the playoffs in the NFC right now with Jimmy Garoppolo to be like, yeah, we'll kick the can down the road a year with Trey Lance. Well, that's the bet he's made to this point. Yeah. And like, I think he's that's, mistaken. I, I think so too at this point. Yeah. Like, it, so what's the cutoff here? Is Garoppolo just the starter as long as he's healthy, even if they're going five and 12? Like at some point, if they lose four in a row, five in a row, six in a row, like at some point, do they go, all right, we're punting this year, Trey, go get your experience. Or is it, is it just, no, that's going to damage him. So th- come hell or high water, it's number 10. Or do they start Garoppolo? And again, we thought going into this year, this was going to be a two quarterback system where Jimmy Garoppolo was the starter and Trey Lance played X amount of snaps per game. So again, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo has to start for whatever reason, do we now, is this now the point where we start seeing Lance 10, 12 snaps a game where it's like, okay, fine. If you're not going to let him start, at least get him some form of experience. That's not three snaps. Sometimes. Like if you have to your point, if you have a, a run in a game with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback where you punt on four straight drives, Give him a series. Yeah. Right. Don't. And I guess. Don't like bring him in just to run quarterback power. Right. Like that's the thing that that's the thing that's I I would be frustrated about if I were Trey Lance. It's like I'm a quarterback and you want to bring you want to bring me in to run when in reality, he's probably like their fourth best option to give a run to. Yeah. Like I'd rather Trey see Trey Sermon take a handoff. Yeah. Is Trey Lance, is he that much better than like Trey Sermon or Elijah Mitchell? Just like give them the ball in the running game. You know, so I don't know. I, I think it's well, been a really weird season for Kyle Shanahan so far. And I think it's, I don't, he's responsible because he put himself in this position. Right. I don't think it was, I think he thought it was going to be easier to play two guys. Yeah. Than it actually turned out to be. Yeah. And he's and like, now, well, Go ahead, sorry. And what well, right? And now he's stuck with what he's said from the beginning, and that Garoppolo is his starter and Lance is the backup. And now he's got to try and figure out how to navigate that while simultaneously getting Lance developed. Like it's, it's just a it's an impossible it's sell. Yeah, it's an impossible sell because essentially Kyle Shanahan is standing up in front of the entire team and saying, we believe that Jimmy Garoppolo has 
is our starting quarterback and can get us to the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, he just invested three first round picks in Jimmy Garoppolo's replacement and everybody in that building and a lot of people outside the building understand that it's not just about the injury issues. Like they didn't make all those trades just to have a better backup quarterback. They also made those trades because they wanted to upgrade a quarterback eventually. And maybe Trey Lance, maybe Trey Lance isn't the upgrade to Jimmy Garoppolo right now, but Kyle Shanahan is going to have a hard time selling to his team. Jimmy Garoppolo gives us the best chance to win right now while Trey Lance is sitting there being like, but you traded the farm for me. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not, you know, the Niners have a very middling offense with Jimmy Garoppolo through the first few games. Right. Like you said it, you take away that Lions game. It's, it's not, it's not a particularly good offense. And there are other factors at play, but again, the other factors have a lot to do with Kyle Shanahan. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, George Kittle not playing doesn't make it any easier. And there's also a, a weirdness surrounding his injury situation, uh, which we can talk about too. But I mean, the defense played great. The I defense would, was excellent today. I would be really encouraged by the defense. Um, DJ they're, Jones they're, is sack. He just embarrassed 79 on Arizona. Just like I, nearly I think just it was 78, them. but whoever it was, yeah. it doesn't matter. He, I've never seen a lineman like punch a guy with two hands like that. And the dude just disappears off the screen. <laughs> it was an unbelievable play by DJ Jones, yeah. but they just, they, their plan for Kyler Murray. And again, this is credit to D'Amico Ryans. They know that Murray wants to get to the top of his drop and then reverse pivot and get out of Dodge. Yeah. And when they were rushing, you saw on on Nick Bosa's sack, it wasn't immediately turn the corner. It was take that wide, almost like a like when you're turning at first base when you hit a single and you do the banana turn. It mm-hmm. was almost like that. Yeah. Like like extending the edge, and then you saw Bosa just explode onto Murray and and drag him down. Same thing on the on the Talanoa Hufanga blitz late in the game mm-hmm. where they forced the throw away. That happened because Murray couldn't bounce right away, and it gave. Hufanga time to get there from the backside. Yeah. I mean, their plan for Kyler Murray and the Arizona offense today was really, really good. And if they take this performance forward, now all of a sudden you go, you look at 2019 and you go, okay, well, here's a formula that can work. But like you said, Aaron Rodgers came in and diced him up. Russell Wilson didn't meet a lot of resistance in the second half. They need to string a couple of these games together. Yeah. But this is a very promising step for a defense. It looked like it was going the wrong way. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I would have trusted him more. Like I, Nick made the point. Nick Wagner, our favorite cast member, made the point in the group chat. Like fourth and four, going for it there. It, I mean, it, I'm sure they had a guy open. I didn't see a good replay of it. But if JJ Watt doesn't bat that ball, I'm I'm sure they they get the first down there. But you see the risk, right? Because if you punt, the way Mitch Wisnowski's been punting this year and how good he's been at pinning opponents deep, you force the Cardinals to go the length of the field there after their last four drives have been punt, 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 fumble. You probably have a better shot of getting the ball back than you do of giving them the ball at midfield. 
And after and this the fact, the they scored they scored a touchdown and make it a 10 point game with the short field. Yep. It was weird. And Kyle Shanahan has been bad for the most part throughout his tent with time here at fourth downs. Does he have a person who like runs that data and says in his ear, Hey, here's the time. Or is he all feel? So because if I, you're if you're going off feel only in 2021, like you're doing your team a disservice. So there's, uh, and I I haven't taken the the full dive on this, but I've seen it on Twitter. There are those charts, right, that have like the coaches' success rates or like how often they make the right decision on fourth down by like the analytics people. And Kyle Shanahan has typically been at the lowest because he he punts a lot on fourth and short, or he typically has. And it felt like today was a complete reversal. And it, with the exception of maybe that fourth and four, he was really, really aggressive, which I think was probably correct. I just disagree with the play calls and the play designs, right? Like running, like running quarterback power, when you're basically telling the entire world, you're going to run quarterback power. Running that behind Daniel Brunskill just doesn't seem like a good idea, in my opinion, because Daniel Brunskill is the worst offensive lineman you have. Mike McGlinchey did not did not play particularly well today, and you're also running behind him. Like you have Trent Williams and Lakin Tomlinson, and I get you don't want to just like have a tendency to just run behind your best guys every right. every play, but like those when are your you best need guys. a yard, you just need you you just need two yards, and like it was a. It, throw in, throw in a, a receiver running the other way. So at least there's some eye candy for the linebackers to look at. This this even goes back though with the weird fourth down calls for Shanahan. This goes back to that Seattle game, where on the fourth yeah. and two they ran the big wide reverse for Debo. Yeah, it just it, it's, I don't know, man. Even his coaching debut, like, does Kyle think... Shanahan? Hey, I have a theory. <laughs> He's bad after on you. Down. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just think he's bad on fourth down. Like you remember the Carolina game in his coaching debut. He was like all over the place. He like went for it on fourth and short and just crammed it up the middle and it didn't work. And then like didn't go for another. It was it was there was weird fourth down stuff. I remember that opening game against Carolina all the way back in 2017. And it he he hasn't been particularly great on fourth down throughout his time here. As good as an offensive mind as he is. Fourth down just seems like a weird blind spot. Is Kyle Shanahan bad at coaching good players? <laughs> I don't know. Can Kyle Shanahan only coach like mediocre ass dudes? I, I, I don't know what I can't put my finger on what the reasoning is, but I, I will say that I don't think Kyle Shanahan's a bad coach, and I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to get fired or. You know, uh, at least anytime no, soon. No, that's not so. Or he should get fired. I don't think that. Um, but I think yeah, he's hey, had a bad five weeks. I think this was a, objectively not a good five weeks. I agree. And I'm sure the quarterback situation has a lot to do with it because I'm sure he's there's conflict in his mind and maybe some disappointment. Like if Trey Lance has gotten worse since training camp. That's probably a result of not getting those practice reps. And Kyle Shanahan's like going back and forth in his head, like, well, Jimmy does need to get better, and Jimmy's more experienced, so he's he's gonna give us a better shot at making the playoffs. But I also would like to have Trey Lance be better than he is and push Jimmy because Jimmy's probably not good enough. 
but like neither like neither Jimmy Garoppolo nor Trey Lance are good enough right now. Is that's that the bottom line. Yeah, that's the bottom line. And that's why, like, okay, you can advocate for Lance to start, but I think that's only because it's like, hey, if he's gonna get better, he needs to play. Not, hey, they're gonna win the Super Bowl if Lance starts. Right. It's yeah. It's about lifting the ceiling for the offense in the short term while also developing Lance for the long term. Yeah. Whereas this doesn't feel like it, it's anywhere close to 2019 with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. It feels like he's gone backwards. Yeah, it just or feels maybe it, he, he just hasn't, hasn't gone, gotten better. Yeah, he, I don't. Yeah, he hasn't gotten better, and the 49ers are e- too easy to defend when he's on the field. And maybe, and that's okay. So this goes back to a thing I wanted to say about Lance with Shanahan too. What we're seeing right now with Trey Lance and what we saw on Sunday was not like the pinnacle of the offense with Trey Lance. It's not like, Mm -hmm. all right, here's what it's going to look like for a decade. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot easier to play off deception when teams fear that Lance is going to beat them with his arm. Right now the Cardinals were like, yeah, sure. Like let it, let it rip because probably not going to hit the receiver anyways. Um, and he made a couple of incredible throws today. You mentioned the out route to Ayuk. Like the 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 arm talent is very much there. It's just not consistent enough yet. And once it is, I think that's where you'll see you know those fourth and twos, fourth and threes become easier to execute because there are multiple ways he can beat a team. And yeah. right now, I think the best chance that he has to beat a team is with his legs. And if there were fewer holding penalties and Mohamed Sanu catches that long third down pass, like there are a bunch of different scenarios where we're like, all right, Trey Lance wasn't awesome. And he threw a pick and whatever, but like the Niners just beat Arizona on the road, right? Like it wasn't, the game wasn't out of reach. The Niners didn't get blown out and never, the Niners felt like with the way they were playing defensively in the second half that they were controlling the game. When they got, when Dante Johnson stripped Chase Edmonds and recovered the fumble, which was an unbelievable play by Dante Johnson. Yeah. I thought they were going to win. I did too. I thought they were going to go score. Kyle Shanahan did too. That's that's why he went for it on fourth and four. That's what he said. He thought they were going to take the game right there by, by getting that fourth and four. And that's good. Like, that's good. That's what you want. But at the same time, like, okay, well, let's take a step back <laughs> and think about what they're working with here. Right. Um, which is why I would have, I, I think punting was probably the move for all the reasons you laid out. But yeah, it was just an odd, like I said, it, was, it, it, it felt like he went into it like, oh, this one doesn't count. Like, just get the kids some reps and we'll go on to the bye week. Yeah, it's the whole offense is weird. Just everything feels weird right now. The Brandon Ayuk stuff is weird. Not having vibes George are Kittle's weird. weird. Vibes I'm are a weird. Big vibes guy. Not not having Raheem Mostert's weird. Um, Elijah Mitchell's right? a good player, man. Elijah Mitchell's good, but also like nine carries. Right, and then one for Trey Sermon, who had 89 yards last week. Like I think I there's would... a balance to where you can get. Like here's an idea. Have Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell in the backfield at once. And then just run the triple option and see what it looks like. 
right? Yeah, like if you're Dean. so intent on running on running Trey Lance, like there's a lot of different ways you can do it other than quarterback power, quarterback power from shotgun with nobody else in the backfield. The here's 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 where I'm at with Shanahan. To this point, there's been, you know, some grumblings about him from some people. And to this point, it's been defensible. It's been very easy to be like, okay, well, this not. If somebody has a gripe with the way today's Sunday's game was coached against Arizona or even the second half against the Seahawks or whatever, it's becoming harder and harder to justify like, okay, well, yeah, but this. Or, okay, yeah, you might not have let the play call, but this. Right. There's just like, today, Sunday was just a like, throw the hands up. Like, what is it? What's going on? And I just think that, I think you said it. I think it's the two quarterback thing is an, it's a weird thing to navigate Ross Tucker, who was on our pod. He also joined the radio show that I produced in San Francisco at 95, seven, the game. Um, that's my other job. And I'll talk about it a lot, but he, before the year set, he came on and he was like, I don't know. It's just this whole quarterback thing they're doing is weird. And that's what it is, man. Like this is a yeah. weird thing. There's a reason why teams contending teams don't do this. And there's a reason why this is pretty much an unprecedented, unprecedented yeah. situation. Like it's, it's literally weird. unprecedented. No team has ever drafted a quarterback as highly as the 49ers did less than 24 months removed from the Super Bowl. And this is why, <laughs> you know, like it's, we said it would be weird. We said it would be tricky. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan, offensive mastermind, had a very distinct plan, but it's like there are so many moving parts and so many variables that when one thing doesn't go to plan, then everything else is not going to plan. It's basically a house of cars. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, you know, we have this package where – Trey Lance will be used like Taysom Hill and we'll have it with Raheem Mostert and George Kittle lead blocking and we'll do all these things. It's like, well, Kittle and Mostert are hurt. So now what? You know, like, well, Jimmy Garoppolo, like he's been hurt, but uh, we we think now that he's going to have yet another offseason, he's going to develop and take the next step. And, and, you know, the defense might not be as good, but Jimmy's going to get better and his weapons and offensive line are going to be better. So that'll be fine. Well, that's not the case. So now Kyle Shanahan is dealing with the product of the circumstances that he created by, by going with the situation. And frankly, like this is, I don't want to be Mr. Hindsight guy, but like, this is why for me, it was just like start Trey Lance from the jump. Understand that you have a rookie quarterback who's going to go through some lumps, but coach him through it, develop him, rely on your defense and your running game. And Trey Lance is just pure talent. And I think he'll be a really tough team to beat. Whereas now, by costing Trey Lance all of that developmental time, both in practice and in games because of Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt after you know there's a very good chance he's going to get hurt, you're in a rock and a hard place. Yeah, I just don't think that this went the way he thought it was going to go. No. And... Now he's trying to navigate a situation that there's no precedent for. And I think that's why he's being so snippy. Like when, like that whole, that whole thing, I think it was, his, was it 
when was it that was it after the Seahawks game? No, Someone it was him, the Packers. It was after the Packers game, before the Seahawks game. He's talking about when I asked him, you know, how you make a determination during the week, how much Trey Lance plays. Yeah. And then he goes, he, this, this isn't the preseason. We're not just shuffling guys in and out. It's like, that's not my question. Why are you oddly defensive about this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's not going the way I think they envisioned. Yeah. It's not going the way I, I envisioned, but he's backed himself into this corner now where he's been so stubborn on Garoppolo's the starter, Garoppolo's the starter. I'm gonna go with the guy who gives us the best chance to win. Like that's that's all well and fine until that guy isn't that like literally isn't winning. And now your number three overall pick is just sitting on the bench doing nothing, like twiddling his thumbs. Right. And that's okay. So if Garoppolo is going to be the starter in week seven against the Colts, like they better win. Right. And then they better beat Chicago. Those are two winnable games. Right. That's, that's what this starts to come down to. And that's the microscope that is now on Garoppolo. Like and does, it was already yeah. with every mistake he made, like, Oh, well, I, I, I think you tweeted it. Like that was a rookie mistake when Garoppolo fumbled the opening snap of the year, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's going to it's only going to get worse. It's funny because coming into the season I was not a fan of the idea of like a multi quarterback system. Uh-huh. Looking at the way things have gone now, I think it would be better. Like Trey Lance getting 15 snaps a game and maybe like a series or two and sprinkled in in red zone and short yardage and the coinciding practice reps that would come with it would be better than Trey Lance purely as a backup quarterback, getting very few practice reps as the backup quarterback. And so that's, so it's not a quarterback. Like it's just, it's just not a quarterback by committee system. That would be better than what we're at, than what we're dealing with right now. I wonder if that's, you brought up a good point with like Trey Lance getting the practice reps. And I wonder if that's why he's bailed on the idea a little bit because it requires more preparation than they have time for. Yeah. But again, that might be a function of how complicated your offense is or just how complicated the whole situation with two quarterbacks with differing skill sets is. Sure. It's hard to practice the breadth of our offense because we have such a large offense because we have a quarterback run centric offense with Trey Lance and our normal offense with Jimmy Garoppolo, where if you just had one quarterback, you could practice one offense. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I've just not, I don't, I don't know how you could watch. This isn't even about Trey Lance. It's just about nameless, faceless quarterback who is supposed to be the future of the franchise. And then nameless, faceless quarterback. Thank you, Kat. My categories. Nameless, faceless quarterback who's just not moving the offense at a championship caliber level. And at some point, you just let your guy play. Yep. What? Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm not laughing at you. I agree with you. (laughs) I'm laughing at your. I'm. I was like, 
nameless, faceless quarterback who's this isn't about Trey Lance, but it's 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 about Trey Lance. Well, no, it is, but I don't want it to be a. I, I'm, I'm. I know what you mean. It's the concept, not the players. Forget yeah. the skill sets. Forget the. It's like, hey, if one guy's not very good, and you brought in a dude to literally replace him, replace him. Yeah. Agree. What are we doing here? Are we running this charade of we have to play Jimmy because he's he got us to the Super Bowl one time? Guess what? He's not getting to the Super Bowl this year. Like, wait, what are we doing? Are we not watching the same football games? Yeah. Is Kyle Shanahan not grinding as much tape as I am? <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, there, there, there just isn't that, like, you mentioned, you alluded to it. There isn't that thing about Jimmy Garoppolo's game where you're like, all right. He, it's not going great right now, but he is doing this at a high level. And we got, and we feel really good about that. Right. And like the Niners have scored 21 points in the first half of their last four games combined. And yeah, that was what Trey Lance starting today also, but that's bad. It's really bad. You're not, you're going to have a really, really hard time winning games. If you're going into the locker room with just seven points every time or less. Yeah. So yeah, I think we've exhausted the quarterback conversation until there's until we hear more about it on on Monday and then Wednesday. I'm just Kyle excited Shanning. to. I'm just or excited. Actually, we got a bye week coming up. We got we got to figure out. Let's let's touch on George Kittle real quick. Um, and I'll pull up. I'll pull up. Sorry, I'm week. I'm daydreaming about when I get to watch Jimmy Garoppolo play quarterback again. <laughs> God, I miss those six yard stop routes to Debo Samuel. Um, so George Kittle went to floating on a deep out. <laughs> George Kittle was placed on injured reserve under threat nine route. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. George Kittle was placed on injured reserve on Saturday, which means he needed to miss three games. It's not three weeks, it's three games. So it's two more games now after uh after t- the Cardinals game on Sunday today. Um, so he's going to miss the Colts game and then the Bears game. What Kyle Shanahan said afterwards when he was asked about it, and apparently Kittle's calf injury has gotten worse, right? Because like last week when he played against the Seahawks, he didn't practice uh, until Friday when he was limited. Um, he didn't practice at all this week, and and the injury apparently got worse. So Kyle Shanahan said, quote, and this is per Nick Wagner of ESPN, There wasn't an exact diagnosis on it, so we were expecting it to heal. Some of the results that guys had told us in the last couple days, it got so much worse, we started to look at it in a different way, end quote. There wasn't a diagnosis? And then it got so much worse that he went from, yeah, he might play to IR? Yeah, that's... Did his leg fall off? I don't know how I don't know how you don't have a diagnosis. Like what does that mean? That's not like, good. Did they do imaging and there was just nothing there? And he's like, Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. So I don't know. What? I'm not a doctor or an orthopedist or anything close to resembling that. Um but when your star player, your seventy five million dollar tight end is a calf injury, and then he has to go on injured reserve, and then the head coach says there was no diagnosis. And they just assumed it would heal because there was no diagnosis. I mean, maybe Kyle Shanahan just 
misinterpreted or, or misworded the situation. But like Ben yeah. Peterson, the head of it's not a good look for the head of athletic performance or whatever his title is when you don't have a diagnosis on George Kittle's calf. Give it to me straight, Doc. <laughs> no uh, diagnosis. Maybe next there's week. nothing. <laughs> there's nothing for you. It's not good. It's not bad. There's no diagnosis. diagnosis. <laughs> but what I can tell you is it's gotten so much worse. Yeah. This is I I'm guessing there was a miscommunication. That's yeah, my I, I have, guess. I have no idea. I don't even want to speculate because injuries. Yeah, are so that's weird. what I'm. But I'm. It's not good when the head coach says there's no diagnosis. That's weird. Yeah, man. So, um, it sounds like Shanahan's optimistic that Kittle will be back. Um, after missing those two games, we'll see. Niners do have a bye, so. Uh, there will be an extra week to discuss all of these topics. I can't wait. Before I'm sure I'm looking it's gonna forward be a long to the discourse. Two, it's going to be a long two weeks before that Colts game. I'm sure it'll be a measured, calm, <laughs> logical discourse. You know what's yeah. you know what's funny is I put I, I just wanted to kind of get the pulse of where people are at. Mm-hmm. So I put on Twitter. Uh, I put a poll out that that said, would the 49ers have won or scored more than 10 points today if Jimmy Garoppolo started? Just to kind of get where people are at. 1,060 votes, 64% no, 36% yes. But the best answer came from my buddy Dan, who is a huge Cardinals fan. Because there's a lot of like, you know, really staunch opinions one way or the other among the 49er fan base in the replies. Sure. And here's what Dan said, and I thought it's a very cogent point. Honestly, they beat them going away if Lance, with Lance if a few plays go differently. From drop passes to penalties to fourth down plays that came within inches and dropped snaps could have easily been a different result today. Masterful job keeping Kyler in check by the defense. I think that's a spot-on analysis of the game, Dan. Yeah. Shout out to the homie Dan Children. The 49ers should have beat the Cardinals today. The undefeated NFC West leading Cardinals. Yep. I don't know that I would say the 49ers were the better team for most of it, but they played the better game. Yeah. And it just wasn't a good Kyle Shanahan coaching performance. A couple plays Um, away. Which, in fairness to like a lot of just about every close NFL game is a couple plays either way. You know, it's just sometimes that's how the ball bounces, Chris. <laughs> that's what they makes say. that that's what makes the NFL fun though, is like really like a couple things different happen and the conversation is completely different and there are so many facets of things we ignore and overlook because the results speak for themselves. But like if if Aaron Rodgers has his pass tipped by Fred Warner. <laughs> and the Packers don't kick a game-winning field goal, or even better, if Mason Crosby misses a 51-yard field goal, it's like, wow, Jimmy Garoppolo does it again. Just keeps winning. Jimmy Garoppolo outduels Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> but because of something that happened while Jimmy Garoppolo was on the bench, yeah. it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, I look forward to the discourse that I'm sure is going to be measured over the next two weeks. Yep. Chris, you got anything else? Uh, do not. Um... That was I think it. Nick's we'll, going to join the pod this week. 
Yeah, we'll see. I'm putting that out there to force him to join. Yeah, if you if you follow Nick on Twitter, send him a tweet and tell him to to join us. Um, yeah, we don't. I don't know what our buy schedule is going to be, but I I wouldn't mind a breather. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do a day off or something, and we'll we'll announce that on a on a pod later this week. I think a lot of podcasts, which is good. I I love potting, but the buy the it's buy is not one of my favorite things. It the buy is not only to give a break to the uh, to the players and the coaches. We deserve a break. We have <laughs> had a lot of takes. A lot of takes. <laughs> Need to rest the body. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably right. have some up again early this week after we hear what yeah. Kyle Shanahan says on Monday after breaking down the film and you know health updates on Jimmy Garoppolo and all the other comings and goings in 49ers land. Dynamite. Subscribe, rate, and review. Do all three of those things. Tell your friends about the pod if you enjoy it make sure all your friends are listening we uh we would greatly appreciate your support and we greatly appreciate everybody who does download subscribe rate review and uh interact with us on twitter because people who carry bits over to uh to twitter make me very happy because i am a very big bits guy yeah. uh so for chris and kyle see Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.